most people investing here in Calgary right now are having a long-term buy and hold strategy in mind, which is what you want. We are not in a market right now where I would say. You're listening to the Right Club Podcast, where the focus is all about helping you grow your real estate investment portfolio and live the life you want to live. Come grow with us and join our community at therightclub.com. And now your hosts, Sarah Larby and Alfonso Salemi. Hello, Right Club Nation. This is Danielle Saint-Jean, one of the co-founders. Before we get started, I wanted to ask you a quick question. Have you checked out The Rock yet? What's The Rock? Well, it's The Right Club online community, a place where you can go to find your real estate investing and business answers and network with like-minded people. We have interactive forums, all the podcast episodes and hours of videos with a wide range of real estate investing, training and education and much more. It's free to join. So be sure to come grow with us at therightclub.com. Now on with the podcast. Welcome everyone to another Right Club podcast. And I've got Alfonso here with me, Alfonso Salemi. Hi, Alfonso. Hey, Laurel, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. And uh, what's going on in your part of the world? Not that we're that far apart, but what's going on? Well, yeah, you know what? Well, I am super excited because at the time of we're recording this, I think it's a day that we just moved the clocks ahead and there's still a little bit of glimmer of daylight at just about quarter after seven on a Monday night. So I'm super happy. The days are getting longer. You know that the sun is always a good inspiration uh, at all parts of the year, but hopefully that sun gets a little bit warmer uh, as we get the days longer as well too. So I'm super excited. The team uh, is continuing to grow the right club and we have so many amazing people that we're bringing on so that we can really, really serve our amazing community in so many different facets. So I'm on top of the world these days. I'm feeling really good. And uh, yeah, how about you? What's what's going on with you, Laura? Yeah, you know what? Same thing. I'm I'm really enjoying the sun. I'm watching my garden starting to grow in the backyard. Yeah, I live in Niagara in the Lake. I know that guy. So yeah, <laughs> it's just the way it is. Um, it's just just the climate here. But uh, things are starting to come up. I have garlic that's up about three or four inches. Honest to goodness. Um, and uh, things are poking up all over the place. So it's spring. Spring, I think, has sprung here. And soon it'll be summer, and we'll be all be out and enjoying life. Um, looking forward to it. Like outside. Yes, yes, absolutely. And I know we've been super busy, you know, busier than certain people that hang certain things, but uh, paper hangers, maybe, but we've been, yeah, we've been super busy, super excited for, for all of you, the community uh, to, to get onto the right club.com. If maybe you listen to the podcast, check out the forums. We have all of our recorded over the last year. I'm starting a new project going through stuff that we recorded over a year ago now. And uh, it's really interesting. And Today, we actually, one of the amazing things that we were able to do uh, throughout this pandemic is reach uh, a further span, a further across the country. And today we have Natasha Phipps, who's on the podcast. So she's from Calgary, Alberta. She's been in real estate for over 20 years. Her family business been over 40 years uh, that she's been in and around real estate. She's a realtor. She's an investor herself. She's a mother of two children, uh, wife of a chef, which, you know, that's amazing. That's just a cool stat. Um, and, um, and she's, she's been amazing with her time today, giving some information on how to invest in Alberta, where in Calgary, certain pockets, certain areas, maybe where to stay away from. Uh, and she helps so many. And, you know, our Right Club community now is uh, working with Natasha and helping, uh, helping each other grow our portfolios, our reach of where we can be successful. So uh, super excited for the podcast. 
What do you say, Laurel? Get to the show? No, listen. Hey, everyone. Welcome, Natasha. It's uh, great to see you here and to hear you here, I guess I should say, because this is a podcast after all. So Calgary, Alberta. Yes, let's talk all about it. I'm excited to be here. Um, Excited to be on the podcast. So thank you so much for having me. So what's happening in your part of the world? I know it's pretty, well, it's crazy everywhere, right? But tell us what's going on in your, in your fair city. Yeah, I mean, I think the last year has really been pretty similar across the country in that, you know, the beginning of this pandemic, we were all feeling super uncertain, no idea what was going to happen with the world um, from a real estate in, investment perspective. Um, obviously, we need real estate to make money. And so there was um, a lot of fear around that. But the last year really has has been uh pretty good for Calgary. We have um, seen, you know, rents be stable, if not increasing in Calgary, depending on where and what we're talking about. The market um, has now moved into where we're at now, which is uh, a seller's market in the average priced home for like just single family real estate, which I haven't used the word seller's market in Calgary in quite a many years here. So um, it's it's uh, a real big shift for buyers and investors alike here in Calgary. So overall, um, you know, there's been a lot of confidence in the market um, moving into the Calgary market. There is still, you know, things you want to avoid, of course, and we can talk about that and things you want to um, reduce your risk with depending on the strategy. But overall, I think we've outperformed what anyone could have dreamt of, you know, into the uh, last year for sure. So my understanding is that, and, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, because it, Alberta is a oil-based, uh, resource-based economy, uh, there, there was a lot of fluctuation because of that. But now, um, am I right in in if I remembering that there's a lot of high tech going into Calgary into Alberta, and then that's really uh, fueling the boom. Yeah, there is a few growing industries here that are exciting to see. I mean, we all reflecting back, obviously wish we would have focused on diversifying our economy a decade ago, you know, Um, there is more confidence in the oil sector now as well as oil prices have risen a little bit as well. But aside from that, I mean, um, the medical sector is a great example as well. Like we have um, a huge cancer center here under construction. It's going to be a great a medical hub for all of Western Canada that's um, under construction right now. And then, yeah, for uh, tech, I mean, our downtown is really a great uh, spot for these up and coming companies to consider. Calgary as a whole, we have a very well-educated, well-paid workforce to fill these types of jobs. We have plenty of vacancy in our downtown when it comes to finding a good commercial space. Um, and the stat that I recently read was that Calgary has the highest concentration of high tech workers per capita in the country. So it's good to see those things popping up and other industries starting to fuel our, our city's growth. Wow. So okay. that, sorry, Alfonso, I just want to follow up on that one that there's actually that per capita, Calgary yeah. has more, the most high tech workers. That's amazing. Yeah, that Even is. they're like Ottawa and Toronto traditionally are the, you know, the huge high tech uh, or and I guess I should say Kitchener Waterloo area, but they're huge in high tech. So, yeah, so that's we're, seeing, we're seeing good growth there. We're seeing companies relocating to Calgary, period. I mean, not just in the uh, tech sector. I mean, our our downtown has really taken a beating over the years. And so, 
you know, in times of uh, turmoil, that is an opportunity for, for someone else. And that's what we're seeing. Um, aside from that, I mean, tourism, agriculture, um, you know, sh shipping, receiving logistics, all of those things that a big city has and employs um, are also sectors that are uh, growing here as well in uh, Calgary. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, you've been on at least one that I, I remember on our panels, you know, yeah. a local market to, to Western Canada, right? We're definitely going to, we have to have you on, on our national uh, national events as well, too, so that the whole whole country can, can sure. hear from your expertise. And we always talk about, you know, the team, the team that we're building, the people that we want to work with. So if I you know, want to start investing out in Western Canada, I've never done that. I've been out there. I've enjoyed it said you know i'm looking to invest out there right um but you know it's so important to have that, that, that somebody that has that experience and with your background and i know you know your family history as well too with new construction uh you've been around it at a young age a really close and intimate relationship with the oil and and um oil industry oil and gas industry through the marketing side of the background that you have the 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 real estate was like a really good progression for you to kind of act and be creative so when someone's working you know, in that market, having that background, knowing that area of that industry or multiple industries in your case, you know, yeah. what are some of the advice that as a brand new spank, hey, I heard it's a great opportunity. You mentioned all these few things. Where do I start, Natasha? You're, you're a great source, but what should I prepare myself to know? And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Hey, Right Club Nation, I just wanted to take a moment and introduce you to today's podcast sponsor, privatebuyers.ca. On your team of experts, you're going to want to make sure that you have a great wholesaler that's going to bring you some great deals off market. So most real estate investors, they're struggling to find their next deal. Private buyers, they help investors by bringing them some off-market opportunities at under market value so that they can make more money. These discounted real estate deals are not on the MLS. They've been found by privatebuyers.ca who will then send them to your inbox. And they're also gonna focus on your criteria and your goals and send you some tailored deals that match your needs. It's just really simple, guys. Just go to privatebuyers.ca, fill out the form, and start getting and seeing some available off-market opportunities. Privatebuyers.ca. Now back to the podcast. And now back to the show. Yeah. And um, I mean, this is great advice, no matter where you're looking, right? You want to build the team on the ground that is that is going to be able to serve you the best. Also, like also tell you what to avoid, because like you said, you may not know the area well, or you have visited as a tourist that is very different than investing into a community. So um, in the past several years, I mean, our team, we have become extremely specialized in working with out of province investors because there has been such great demand from out of province. But you need to understand that there's a lot of variations um, investing in other provinces or cities. Things like local bylaws can affect you greatly, something you would have no clue from across the uh, country, right? So if you're interviewing your team, just, you know, find out that information, make sure they're investors themselves, make sure they um, are kind of on the nose to where, where growth is, where development is, and that they're in the mix with these types of things. Um, it's not just about buying a property, you really want to make sure, especially in our city where you're not seeing super high appreciation, but there is ways to stack the cards in your favor when you're working with a local expert to improve your appreciation rate uh, bigger than what just the average rate is. Um, and the only way to do that is for someone to be really in tune with what's happening here on the ground. So I wanna, I wanna dig down just a little bit because you have a lot of experience, right? From 
Well, I think I heard it on an interview that you literally picked up the phone book and started calling for more business and landed <laughs> some amazing business for, for your family. Um, yeah. You know, and so taking control, leaving, you know, an industry so that you could full-time invest, right? It was about 12, 13 years ago that you became a realtor. You know, yeah. what are some of the options, the actual tactical advice? Is it multifamily? Is it single family? Should I buy commercial? What are opportunities that are you kind of seeing kind of rise to the top these days? Yeah. So most people investing here in Calgary right now are having a long-term buy and hold um, strategy in mind, which is what you want. We are not in a market right now where I would say you can get in and get out in a, in a couple of years and farewell. So long-term buy and hold. Um, and then from there, you want to look at the area. Um, the suburbs is where the security is at, in my opinion. It's also where the cash flow is at. So you want to look in areas where you have high demand for rents um, and a lower purchase price, you can maximize cash flow. So in the suburbs, the most popular strategy for um, and for investors, especially that are kind of getting going in that zero to five properties is anything with secondary suites will make good sense in almost any suburb here in Calgary. Um, you're maximizing cash flow and you're also providing a solution to a very big problem here in Calgary, which is our city is cracking down on the illegal secondary suites. And so let's be part of the solution. Let's add the type of inventory that we know our city needs, but is in short supply. So secondary suites is really um, for residential real estate, the name of the game here. What about um, co like condos and apartments in the downtown core? Because you know, I, I was out in Calgary a few years ago visiting a friend and we spent a lot of time just, you know, uh, playing around in, in downtown Calgary. Those in the those were in the days when you could visit people and all that. And um, but, um, what about the what about the, yeah sort of buying and 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 the buy and hold strategy in the downtown core because it's a it's just quite a vibrant downtown. Sure. I mean our our downtown um, is a beautiful downtown. There's there's no uh, there's no issues there. Where the issue lies today and for the last few years um, it really comes down to numbers for us real estate investors. And the numbers just are not there to make me feel secure in telling you to go buy a condo downtown. The reason being is um, we have just too much supply on the condo market downtown. We're oversupplied on the rental market and on the sales side. And so you're going to see much higher vacancy. You're going to see like a lot of competition for rental rates. And then the third issue, which is a pretty substantial one in our downtown market, is a lot of these condo developers that, you know, maybe five years ago started a project were intending to sell condos are now actually renting out towers of condos. And so if you or I own, you know, two, three, four, five doors downtown, how can we compete with the guy who has hundreds across the street when it comes to marketing and incentives and prices and all of that? Um, so there is an opportunity to buy low downtown, absolutely, like 100%. But if you're relying just on the generalized rental market to fill that vacancy for you, I would feel um, nervous for you. And so that's kind of a flag that I'm waving right now because uh, there is some um, groups that are marketing these opportunities. And I think they are uh, very misleading. Um, so I would avoid the downtown unless you're purchasing this for maybe a child or someone you know that is going to live in the property. Uh, for you, or you just care simply about buy low. Yeah, well, that's what I, I was thinking. Oh, it sounds like it would be a great place if, if my husband and I wanted to move there and we wanted a nice place downtown. 
I mean, we're going to actually move in and live there. That because the prices are low. That's what you want to do when you're moving into into a place and buying it for yourself, right? Absolutely. And we're starting to see that now too, even in the last year, people are moving around all over the place. I mean, I've had, I think this year, a half dozen of my own uh, clients who've had their children or themselves are, are keeping their jobs in Ontario and are actually moving to Calgary. You know, they can still work from wherever and they're taking advantage of being able to buy something they can actually enjoy here that maybe they wouldn't be able to afford back home. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, as a sports fan, you know, I, when I think of Calgary, I think of the Flames, Right, and they play at the, the Saddle Dome. That's where the Olympics were held back in 1988 in Calgary and everything that came with that. Now that's a few, maybe almost a handful of decades ago, right? And, and, uh, and your partners in there in Alberta, your counterparts, not to upset the Calgarians in Edmonton, had a big revitalization when the Rogers Arena was built yeah. for, for the Oilers and everything else, concerts, things that brought to it. And just from an outsider's point of view, the city, the province, and then the feds get involved as well, too. There's all that. Is there any humming or noise about that stadium ever being redone, rebuilt, brought to the downtown, revitalizing that area? And then what industries would drive the people to live there? Because I know for a few personal friends have moved for healthcare uh, and for better opportunities as well, too. I know that was a big question, but we'll uh, jump back in a little bit. And that's a great example, right? Comparing... Edmonton's downtown to uh, Calgary. Where, where the Saddle Dome is located right now is on the eastern side of uh, downtown. Most likely that is where it will be rebuilt. There's been, I mean, talks for years of maybe putting it in other parts of the city, um, but that is where it's going to be. Now, that is going to be a huge change to that whole sector of the downtown um, and will drive a lot of business and, you know, people who want to live near that because that's a big part of our kind of cultural beat of our city right is hockey and so and the uh, stampede right so you got the calgary flames and the stampede everything is located down there so that won't change i don't think that's ever going to go away the issue today though is we're just still like even around where the current saddle dome is and where the uh, site next to it is where it would be is just surrounded by condos that have been built in the last you know five to seven years that are there's just too much vacancy there so that's the concern. I think long run, thinking long run picture, absolutely that is going to turn around, but it's going to take some time. Yeah, no, and I appreciate you answering that as a as the local there, and uh, and it's great insight as well too. So uh, you know a little bit about yourself, and you know it's it's quickly how you just discern that question, and we're able to, to understand you know the needs, wants, okay, what's maybe there will be demand, but that's yeah. because you've had this experience by going through it and doing it, and I know you have big goals about making this investing, you know, less, you know, less intimidating or more accessible to really everybody, right? And helping, whether it's out of province or local investors. Um, so tell us a little bit about the things that are that are furthering those goals for yourself and for the people that you're working with. Uh, it's not only about the ROIs and the actual brick and mortar, no. right? I mean, why I love my job is about the relationships, right? It's about having a tangible impact on, in someone's life that is, is going to benefit them and their kids, right? It's it's really giving someone a way to take control of something. And um, when I first became a realtor, uh, I didn't know what I didn't know before that, obviously. And just a great example for me is, I mean, I bought and sold real estate a lot in my early 20s, uh, got into this young, but I didn't, I was just lucky. It was pure luck that I made money because I didn't have the knowledge. And, um, and, I, and then once I learned it, I was almost... I was a little ticked off that no one had told me that number one, I could refinance a property as an example. 
I didn't even know that that was a thing back then, right? I just didn't know. And so right now, what I love about just how accessible all the information is, is I'm so impressed with young people, particularly right now, buying their first property, and they are thinking about it from an investment perspective. Um, and that is so impressive to see a 26-year-old you know, individual buying their first place, and they're wanting a second stream of uh, rental revenue in this property. Like that, I couldn't be more proud. Um, but it can be intimidating as well, right? Like um, so many podcasts and, and, and groups. And if you hear someone talking about how they have 200 plus doors and you're just getting started, like, oh my God, that's very scary, right? So, and maybe that's not your goal and that's okay too. So the, the framework of how I work with people is just, is just really kind of being that mentor on the ground of someone who has done it. I don't own 200 doors. I, I, you know, we've shuffled between eight to 12 doors up and down and done short-term projects in here and there, but I'm really focused on being a realtor as well. So that's okay too. And everyone has their own journey, right? So I started doing a weekly live stream just in my group with real life people who are kind of just getting going, right? To tell their stories and how they're getting started. And that's really what I want to do is to make it more accessible and a little less scary getting going. And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Enjoying this podcast? Then you might want to listen to REI Branded Podcast too. If you're looking to build your real estate investing business, reach more people and stand out from the competition, and you want to listen to the REI Branded Podcast. My name is Paul Copcut, and every day I work with busy real estate investors like you who want to stand out from the crowd and attract more of the right business opportunities without having to attend all the networking events, Zoom meetings, be glued to social media, or feel too salesy. I love figuring out the latest strategies, hacks, and ideas that help them do that. And I want to share with you what works and what doesn't. That's why the REI branded podcast is for you. It's about marketing your real estate investing business, but from a brand perspective, because marketing is how you get their attention but branding is why they choose you. On the REI Branded Podcast, we look to decode and uncover what makes a real estate investor brandtastic and how you can apply it to your own real estate investing business to attract the right leads, right partners, and right clients every time. Go to your favorite podcast app to download or find us at reibranded.com. Thank you. And now back to the show. What would you say was the biggest... Mm, I guess the, the biggest fear, I, I, don't know how to, I don't really know how to articulate this question, but you know, you're talking to people, what's the number one thing that people are afraid of or that, or that they don't know what to do right now? Yeah, I mean, the thing about real estate is there's no shortage of naysayers out there, right? There's no shortage of people in your family or outside of these circles that, that that we're a part of that will scare you. And um, the first thing I always tell people is find a community, like find a group that you like, be a part of it, get involved. And you will very well see this isn't just, you know, a small little world here. This is a huge part of our uh, community in this entire country. And um, usually the fear is based around just not having the knowledge um, and not knowing anyone who's done it before. Like why start from zero? Take all of what we have learned. Don't do what I did when I was 24 and didn't know I could do these things, right? I didn't know. Um, but now I know. And also, you know, 
at least here in Calgary, I mean, we have been through cycles in my career. I'm only 38, but I've been through the real estate cycle like a textbook now several times. <laughs> and so the biggest thing that's taught me is what makes sense at what time. And when, when we're empowering someone with data and education and facts, and this is what makes sense when, and this is how it's proven, you know, in the past, that takes a lot of the fear out of it. And then having those circle of people that you trust and know and like um, to help, you know, bring you through with your team on the ground, like that's, a, you feel a whole lot more secure. Yeah, I love that. And, and we see it every day, almost, you know, yeah. sometimes twice a day within, within the right club of that, that community feel that, that, that giving of like, no, I made that mistake. So let me tell you how I did it so that you don't have to, right? Let me save you some pain. And, and the more success, however, that is defined by each individual it is around more people are tending to do that and sharing that information. So you don't get that, uh, get that hurt, right? Without feeling that yeah. pain. And the real estate investing community, I feel is incredibly like generous with time, knowledge, like it is, it is easy to find the information you need to compared to, you know, what it was 10 years ago. Like it's, there's so much. Yeah. And, and, and you, you, you mentioned something that I just wanted to hit on and, and then I'll throw it to, to Laurel for a looks like she's got a question. And you said, you know, there's, there's plenty of the naysayers, you know, outside of that real estate community. I almost wanted to take a shift on it. And you said, you know, depending, I don't want 200 doors. That's not your goal. So some people are listening to, to different, you know, right. this podcast, other people on our podcast yeah. that have done different things. And you have to identify what that why or what your own trophy is, right? And I'm sure we'll right. unpack that a little bit to get to know what yours are and more about that. But uh, that, that is the true thing, the, that path that you totally. want to take. Not the same for everyone. And, and it doesn't have to be. Um, and whatever it is, is right for you, right? Let's just look at it tangibly and figure out what that is. For some people, I just need to own, you know, two, two properties, pay them off in the next 20 years. And that's good, you know, and great. If that meets your goals and we can get you there, then let's absolutely do that. So that's and a great point. I just, I just wanted to hop in here and say that, you know, even with all the, the, the uh, real estate deals that uh, Danielle and I have done, which I don't know, I think well, I've lost track, whatever. 66, yeah. doesn't matter. Um, you know, like you, up and down, we own some, we lose, we sell, no, we don't lose them, we sell them. Uh, <laughs> you don't lose them, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's, and even to this day, I still get family members saying to me, oh, that's a scam. Like, oh yeah. It's like, <laughs> are you, <laughs> it's like, I just cannot believe it. Oh, well, my bank manager says what you're doing is a scam. Oh my God, you just wanna, oh, it, it, I'm, not, I'm not kidding. Every time I hear this, from people, I just go, wow. And you know what? I still feel that little twinge inside because it's a family person saying that, you know, I'm wrong and stating it so other people can hear. And even though I have all that experience and I have this whole background, like I have all these people, this world of support, I still get hit with that. Of course. And it's still hard to hear. And, and especially when you hear it from the people you love and you care about, it's difficult, right? Um, it's it's difficult to move past. So finding that community is is huge. I mean, it is absolutely fundamental to moving you forward. Yeah, and you know, and that's that's the part of looking at it from the business side, right? Like again, back to picking up the phone book, calling, and and do putting the work in. You always hear about the great deal, but you don't hear about the other ninety nine that didn't work out or didn't pick up the phone or didn't pan out and all those types of things. So when we do get to the business side and the numbers of it, you know, um, with the team that you're working with, obviously 
really you, you've developed a system and, and you know a strong business to help investors across the country within the, the province uh, putting their capital to work. So how can how can maybe listeners that are potentially interested get you know get informed or how can they put that capital to work with things or projects that you're you're working on? Yeah. So um, for out of province investors, this has been something that's been really exciting actually in the last few years because. If we were talking five years ago, um, it, I wouldn't have had like really good turnkey opportunities designed specifically for our real estate investors. So like you said, picked up the phone book. I met with every builder in town. 99% of them told me I was nuts. Again, real estate investing is not a big enough industry for them to care about or whatever it was. Like, who's going to want to do that? Um, but I found and I worked through all of those people to find the right people. And uh, now we're at the point where we're, you know, designing opportunities from the ground up, whether it's um, a, uh, there's a couple of condo projects in Calgary I like, um, not in the downtown, <laughs> but in, in Calgary that I like, where we're designing, you know, incentives, programs, making it as easy as we can to give security, but also um, help just run the thing from start to finish. And then, um, you know, people tend to either want condo or not condo. So we have both opportunities. My favorite kind of bread and butter thing here on the ground, like I said, is secondary suites. So we've designed um, purpose-built investment properties. So semi-detached properties, usually with a legal secondary suite in them. Um, everything you need included, start to finish. You can get into that for, for, for the high fours, which compared to the rest of the country is pretty affordable to get two streams of income and brand new, new construction, warranty, everything included. So we're packaging up as much as we can. And then even from day one, like it's goes to me, to the property manager and into your uh, next kind of set of services. So you don't even have to set foot here. We've got the process set up from start to finish. You're welcome to though. We would love to have you. <laughs> Always good to see people fly in. So um, how, like, I know you said you're really, really busy. We were chatting just before we started and, and that you were yeah. busier than, than you could even cope with. Yeah. <laughs> so right now, yeah. I like to say, you know, busier than a one-armed paper hanger. And I'm not, I, I am, <laughs> I'm not discriminating against one-armed paper hangers, honestly. <laughs> but I have to throw a little anecdote here. I came home sure. one day. I had, yeah. I was... I was renovating my bathroom. This was years ago. And I walked into my bathroom and honest to God, there was a one armed paper hanger in my bathroom standing on the edge of the bathtub. Well, actually he wasn't paper hanging. He was, he was putting mud up on the walls for the tile in one arm. He was just balancing his, uh, um, the, not the trowel, but, but the plate, whatever it is. He took the mud up oh, yeah. on, the on the stump of his arm. So when people yeah. say easier than a one arm paper hanger, I've seen it. <laughs> I had to. I just had to Google that because I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know what, what that was. So. And I mean, busy is. Um, I mean, I love to be busy. Absolutely. Um, and it's all relative a little bit. For I mean, for us here in Calgary, what we're seeing right now is extremely busy. I mean, it's been like this for years in other markets right so it's 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 a little relative but yes our team is very busy there's six of us on our in our team and we're we're flying each and every day right now so it's been really great and the majority of those uh you know clients that we're working with are all from out of province like significantly uh, like 
close to three quarters of our transactions this year have been out of province. Yeah. And so for, for those like, you know, like yourself that have that team, you put the things in place, you've made the ups and downs, you've learned all, all those ways. What, what are some tips that you can give to, you know, maybe a, a new-ish investor that's been doing some information, been on the rightclub.com, getting a whole bunch of info, listening to you on panels. Um, what are some of the tips that they can be productive? Because you don't want them just picking up the phone and be like, hey, Natasha, send me a good deal. Well, first of all, why do you want that, all that? So what are some of the tips that they can do to, so that they can be prepared when they do get you on the phone and now you're ready to go and they pull that, you know, ready to, to make that actual investment, whatever product fits their needs? Yeah. I mean, I think step one for anything is uh, you need to figure out what your goals are. Um, I work with a mortgage broker, Ryan Bond, who's actually been on some of the Right Club events as well. But um you need to make that plan. And this is kind of can sometimes take the wind out of your sails a little bit because it can feel a little bit intimidating. And it doesn't need to be, you don't need to get too crazy with this, but we do need to, number one, get your finances in order. We need to know what we are working with here. Um, and then actually create a mortgage plan as well. So what I love what Ryan does is we're not only creating a a financial plan to get you where you want to go. Um, and he's so good at giving you something tangible so that it's not like some unattainable goal. But then combining that with a mortgage plan, because um, as you know, we all know how you how you do your lending and in what order is very critical. So why not do that right now? Let's plan for that right now. If you're newish, you know, zero to a few uh, properties, let's start there. And then from there, the next thing really is talking about, you know, strategy and what the expectations are. Expectations are a huge thing to uh, manage and make sure that they're realistic in any market. So that would be where we take them next and talking about timelines and exit strategy and, and what can we expect on a month to month basis. Um, and then just getting really real with your numbers. I'm super conservative on my numbers. Almost everyone meets or most of the times outperforms our performance because I like to be conservative and uh, plan for that you know, rainy day as well. The other thing I would add for out of province, no matter what province you're going to, is you do need to get a little familiar as well with um, what is different in a province, right? So uh, like a lot of what we're comparing is Ontario and Alberta and just our landlord laws are very different. Um, is, and that's a huge, huge driver right now for investment in Alberta because there's many frustrated investors out there who are you know, just looking to another province for that reason alone. Um, but even things like taxation, um, um, uh, land transfer taxes are, you know, uh, different in different provinces. Um, and even things like new home warranty on new construction products per province is different. So take your time and educate yourself a little bit on what those differences might be, because they will definitely um, weigh into your uh, choice. Oh, I have a question about Calgary because um, I know that this this differs all across the country. Not just it's not province-wise; it's municipal. It's municipal-specific. Does Calgary have any, or are they having any plans for having um, a land uh, what landlord? You know, not landlord tax, but a landlord um, licensing. That's it. Because in, in some uh, some municipalities, not just in Ontario, but there's other places where you know cities say, "Well, you got to have a you know got to get a license." The only thing they've done here is if you're running Airbnb, you need a license uh, with the city of Calgary. So that was the city's kind of first like baby step into getting into managing the Airbnb industry. 
I expect that's probably the first step and there's probably future things to come, but as of now, that's it. Um, so the you know tenancy laws, obviously for all of Alberta apply for the whole province, but for Calgary specific, that's the only one that's a little different. Got it. So, you know what, mm -hmm. Natasha, we, we've had a really, uh, really great chat and a lot of information uh, about the market and definitely you, you'll be, uh, I think, a regular with, with the right club with so much information that you've been able to provide. But I think it's time we get to the lightning round, Laurel. So uh, are you ready, Natasha? Let's do it. <laughs> this week's lightning round is brought to you by Butler Mortgages, Canada's number one mortgage brokerage three years in a row. If you need a great mortgage broker to help you with investing in real estate or to help you purchase your next home, reach out to Daniel Patton and Michael Zanzini from Butler Mortgages. You can do that by calling 905-569-8326 or toll free at one 888 M-T-G-T-E-A-M. And check out their website, butlermortgages.com or by email, daniel.patton at butlermortgages.com or michael.zanzini at butlermortgages.com. And let's go to the lightning round. Okay, I'll ask, uh, I'll ask question one. What is the best advice you've ever received from another investor or at a networking event? The best takeaway I've ever had from a real estate event, and this was probably going back maybe six years ago or so, was realizing my value when it came to a joint venture partnership. Um, and just the way it was explained to me actually by another member just really opened up my eyes and made me feel a lot more confident in what I was offering and the value that I knew I had to give and to share, but wasn't quite almost convinced myself, if that kind of makes sense, you know? Um, and so that has been huge. That has been a huge, um, uh, you know, value for me. I have, I love working with uh, joint venture partners, but I really needed someone to kind of show me that or tell me in the right way that made sense for my uh, brain. So that's my absolute number one. Yeah. Yeah, and I want to give a, a shout out to Daniel St. Jean, another co-founder of the Right Club. Uh, he, there's several networking events that I ran into Daniel, and he always said, you're not selling a deal, you're providing an opportunity, right? Exactly. And that was, you know, a changing of mindset. So along those lines, uh, yeah, so quick shout out to Daniel. Absolutely. Know, yeah, absolutely. It's a change yeah. in mindset. Awesome. Okay, so question number two of uh, the lightning round. What is your favorite resource for real estate investing? And that could be anything, you know, um, books or, or, you know, a certain podcast or certain things that, um, that you listen to to get some resourceful information. Oh yeah, there's there's a lot out there. Um, but my probably most used resource that I am constantly looking at is, and I'm a bit of a data person is the data is the statistics and the numbers and I want to look at the trends so I'm constantly looking at things like Stats Canada the the Calgary Economic Development website that's kind of obviously specific to my area but I'm on there several times a week so that's my most used resource I would say wow I, you know what that's a really good good point I never even thought of going to Stats Canada I mean I've gone to, gone to Stats Canada myself for other things but yeah of course why wouldn't you it's great you can get you can get lost there. I mean, you can get very specific in there. It's quite cool. But and then you can export the graphs and use them when you're talking to people about you know whatever. Uh, you can get super specific. So I quite That's like cool. it. All right. Question three. 
So what's the one attribute that you think has made you successful? Just pick one. Oh, um, I don't give up really ever. I'm pretty stubborn. Um, my uh, parents, for whatever reason, were able to really instill that in me. Even my dad today, you know, he he checks up on me all the time, see how I'm doing. Um, you know, I've, I've always wanted to reach a certain level of success and it wasn't given to me. It wasn't handed to me. Um, I've worked very, very hard for it. And just being able to persevere and push through, I think has been my absolute, you know, number one game changer for me. It doesn't mean it hasn't been hard, but I've just never given up one foot in front of the other. Love it. Love it. It's never over if you don't give up, right? You keep going. Right. That's right. That's it. Uh, that's great. And, um, you know, to get to know a little bit more about you on a, on a typical Sunday morning, you're not going through the yellow pages anymore for yeah. dad's company. Maybe you're talking to dad on a Sunday morning. I don't know. Yeah. But what's a typical Sunday morning look like uh, for you, Natasha? Um, yeah, I really try hard not to work on Sundays as of the last kind of year or two. So I have two kids, uh, seven and nine. So Sunday mornings, we like to hang out, kind of be lazy, have the coffee in bed, hang out, you know, snuggle talk. Um, and then uh, my husband is a chef. I We are very, very spoiled. And he always makes us brunch every Sunday. So uh, we're very, very lucky. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so all I can yeah. say is, wow, to hear the envy yeah. in my voice. <laughs> Sundays at Natasha. When it's <laughs> yes, he's so, talented. so where can people reach you, Natasha? How can they reach you? Yeah, so a couple different ways. Um, our website is phippsgroup.ca. That's my last name, P-H-I-P-P-S is how you spell my last name. I also have my own group specific to Calgary Real Estate. Um, it's called Calgary Real Estate Investing on Facebook. And if you're looking for any Calgary resources, deals, off-market opportunities, um, really anything I come across that's of note, that's where I put it all. So that's a great place as well. And then, I mean, you can Google me and find me pretty well anywhere as well. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for, for being so generous with your time, getting so much information and, and letting us know not only about you, but the market. Uh, any last words of advice or anything that you want to share uh, with the Right Club community? No, honestly, I'm just so excited to be a part of the Right Club. I love that it's expanding um, across into the Western world. I'm very excited to be a part of that. And just take advantage of everything that's out there, everyone. I mean, I, I don't think there's been a better time in really history to get an education out there and use the people who have kind of come before you. Take their advice. Take them up when they say, give me a call. You know, I had a gentleman call me earlier. He's like, you told me three months ago to give you a call and I just kept putting it off and putting it off. He's like, I'm finally doing it today. You know, like just one foot in front of the other and use the resources that you have in this incredible community. That's great. And that's really good advice. And we should all like take that to heart, right? It's just yeah. reach out and connect with people because, hey, the bigger the pie grows, the more there is for all of us, right? Absolutely. And kind of my story earlier, like, if I wouldn't have been going to those events, if I wouldn't have had that kind of light bulb moment when it came to joint ventures, like how many opportunities would I have missed? Like you can use someone else's perspective or even like they say, borrow someone's confidence to get you to the next level. You're not going to get there alone. So use what you have here with this awesome group. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much, Natasha. Appreciate your time. Thank you so much.
Wow, what uh, what a great conversation, Natasha. You know, I think it's something that she just has that a great personality. Uh, you know, just interested to share uh, first one to say it wasn't easy along the way, all the different steps that she had to take to to get to those successes, but that persistence along the way that uh, that gets you there. So, um, yeah, Laura, what were some of your takeaways or, or things that you uh, for that podcast? Oh, for sure. You know, just the fact that she kept on going, as she said, she just keeps on going one foot in front of the other. And also, I thought it was really telling when she said that um, she, it, it hasn't been that long, actually, since she's realized that she really does, she brings a lot of value to the table. And I think for investors, I don't care what stage you're at in your in real estate investing career, I think a lot of us sometimes forget that we bring value because there's always more than one person at the table, right? Everyone brings value because if you didn't bring value, you wouldn't be there. Yeah, well, very well put, very well put, Laurel. And I know a lot of our investors, a lot of our listeners today, um, you consider yourself your job, you're this, you're that, you, you do a certain thing. But really as a real estate investor, it's really an entrepreneur mindset. Having that business mindset, that creativeness, and what brings that special value is only you can think like you and have only had the experiences that you've had. So that is unique, that is dynamic, and how you can filter that out and distill it so you can help others right? As well as yourself along that journey along the way. And uh, yeah, definitely Natasha is, is a great example of that. And, and another quick stat too, that I just wanted to throw out there for listeners. Don't know if you caught that, but the stats can and stats Canada and uh, the economic reports from both those websites. She's looking at that for her specific markets, but wherever you are investing, that's good data. That's good information, right? And really looking at the true facts, not just opinions. Don't just listen to somebody that was on a, on a podcast telling you that it's great. Go and do the research too, right? And she's right up front with that and letting us know that those are the ways to be successful longer term. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I have gone to StatsCan myself, but it's been a long time. I might tomorrow just hop on and see what I can find because it doesn't matter where you go. There's all, there's reams of information and you know it really is a trusted source, right? It's not just a fly-by-night organization. This is the highest quality uh, data and information that this country produces. So it's it's really, really good. So yeah, yeah. really worth it. So yeah. anyway, Alfonso, um, I think we're going to ask people if they really like the podcast to go rate us like that helps, right? It helps us reach more people because we get rated higher in the, in the, um, in the search uh, engines and people can find us. So please give us a rating. Absolutely. Rate, review, share it with a friend, take the link right from the right club website and send it to a friend just to see if there's something that sticks, see if they like it, introduce them to the right club. Don't keep us a secret. Guys, this is what we're all about. We're about all growing together, helping each other out. And uh, today's uh, talk with Natasha is just another example of that. Yeah. So I don't know, Laurel, until next time, what do we say? Come grow with us. Thanks for listening to The Right Club Podcast and joining our community of real estate investors online at therightclub.com, where the focus is about helping you grow. We look forward to seeing you again next week. Thanks from your hosts, Sarah Larby and Alfonso Salemi.